This is a trigger warning. The contents of this podcast contain discussions of topics listed in the description box. Please be mindful when listening if you are sensitive to any topics in this description box. Please refer to the description box for more information. Only 15% of people who experience sexual violence report it. Only 5.6% reported rape cases and in conviction. 15% of sexual assault victims are aged 12 to 17 and 54% are 18 to 34. Every 73 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. As of 1998, an estimated 17.7 million American women had been victims of attempted or completed rape. Sarah Everard did everything that society told her to do, but still that wasn't enough. Hi, we're Chain Z and we're here to talk about what women experience in our society every day. I'm Taryn Preet. I'm Erlen. And I'm Mackay. So I think we had a very interesting last couple of weeks, especially, you know, it being International Women's Day. And then, unfortunately, the end of that was all the Sarah Everard protests and obviously it brought up a lot of issues between women in society. What were your thoughts on the situation? I think the worst part is that um, people always try and tell women to do certain things to stay safe, but Sarah Everard did everything that we get told to do. You know, she called her boyfriend, she wore bright clothing, she stuck to main roads, and even that ended up in her being killed. Because it's like, what do you do now, you know? You keep telling us that if you do these things, you'll be safe, no one's going to hurt you, but women are still being hurt. You know, so that just makes you feel you're not safe anywhere you go. And this was like on main roads that just puts people off just going out. Yeah, I think. And the way that it was responded to, like after the protests were, oh, we'll just put more police officers in. But mm. it, that's not like I don't think that brings any more safety. I think like especially now it's more to educate people and to like because I've seen a lot of posts on social media of like what men can do to make women feel safer. And like hearing about statistics, of it, it was quite shocking. And I think a lot of women don't realise that they're part of like the 97%. Mm-hmm. I also think that um, the fact of how it's received by and from like from social media, of how everyone's blaming the victim rather than the persecutor. So everyone, everyone's asking questions like, oh, what, what was she wearing? Was she wearing high heels? Could she run away? Was she wearing revealing clothing? Was she, um, was she walking like in a dark rose rather than that? They're pushing the blame on women's actions rather than the man's action. Because it wasn't her fault that she was assaulted. It was the man's fault, the person that assaulted her's fault. She didn't she didn't go out thinking that she was going to get assaulted. She didn't go out wanting to get assaulted. Mm-hmm. That man went out and he mm-hmm. made a conscious decision to do that. And especially because it was a police officer, that just makes it so much worse. Because that's like, these are the people that are put in place to protect us. And they are not even doing that. And going back to the fact about how only 5%, 7 of reported cases end in conviction, it's the reason why women don't speak up because they know nothing's going to happen. So it's like they know if they're to speak up about this happened to me, society is just going to turn around and be like, well, you were wearing this, or well, you did go out at night. And it just makes people so uncomfortable and no one actually speaks out about it. I think the whole timing of it was very like important in the sense of the start of the week started with International Women's Day and the end of the week ended with I think it was Mother's Day and like on them two days you see all these social media posts like yay support women and then the like the events in 
tween and people going oh it's a woman's fault it's sort of like are you only just doing that like and posting supporting women because that's just like a trend like mm-hmm. it was one of those things that makes you very confused on people's opinions and it's like women aren't even allowed to like speak out like they're literally just trying to protest and that's being shut down and they're just trying to be like no we're not allowed to do this but literally two or three weeks ago there was a football protest or parade that happened and that was dealt with so calmly and now women are literally trying to be like I don't feel safe in my society I'm not happy with what's happening around me and they're like "Mm, well no you can't talk you can't talk about that we're not gonna let you do that it's quite disheartening to think that like women at a vigil seem to be more dangerous than the other protests that happened up in Scotland and the sense of they were there to pay their respects and to make a point and them just making a point was apparently a big problem which mm-hmm. it shouldn't be it's just like women asking for basic safety rights mm-hmm. I mean like me being like a young woman I've experienced like sexual harassment so like even walking school uniforms and things and like cars would be or like people would say things and it makes you feel very like really uncomfortable and I think it's quite shocking to think of the fact that like people have been feeling that way since like they were 11 which in my mind like being 18 now thinking back to like oh like that actually happened when I was younger mm-hmm. is a really weird thing to think about because I feel like society's portrayal of women to like men like young women and young men are very different it's like going back to that thing where it's like if you google school boy then it's just clip arts of a school boy but if you google school girl then it's really sexualized like images of women in like school uniforms and stuff so it's like you can't tell me there's not a problem and they're both treated equally because that's the sexualization woman experience on a daily basis I think it's just the norm in the sense of like things like Halloween costumes or like songs you always hear women being portrayed in like a sexual manner rather and then like um and then the, you don't hear the same sort of thing for men and I feel like it's them sort of ideas that if you hear from when you were younger that like you like I feel like people grow up thinking oh well this is okay like the songs all the songs I like hear talk about it so it's fine it's just honestly it's double slant standards because when men cheat on women like big rappers and stuff then they're sort of just praised about it and no one says anything but when the whole thing about Will Smith happened and then she was given so much hate you know if and if Will Smith had cheated then it'd be like oh he cheated you know then it would have been so casual and then boys did that thing on Snapchat where they were like let's see how many girls I can make cry you know like break their heart I thought that was so disgusting because that just shows the double standards we have in our society if a man sleeps with a lot of women, they're called a player. And if a woman sleeps with a lot of men, she's called a whore. And the same thing with like, if a man like stands his ground and says like, no, this is okay. He's called like some, he's like praised for that. But if a woman stands her ground, she's called a bitch. Mm-hmm. So like, there's not, there's not really any winning when like, as like, when, how do I word this? It's just like, there's a lot of double standards and there's like a way that society expects women to behave. And now that women aren't doing that anymore, it's kind of like it's saying off a wave, which like I think is a good wave of these types of conversations that we need to start having more. Mm-hmm. We need like and to respect women more and make them feel more comfortable in our society. It's so, like if a body count and that like women are um, put down if they have like a large body count, but if but men are like encouraged in this sort of way. I still um, this is like a post I read a while ago. The post was from twenty thirteen but I came across it a while ago and it's basically this guy going 
well if you use like this um lock and key analogy that um if a good if Absolutely. a lock yeah if a lock can be opened by a lot of keys then the lock is bad but if a key you can open a lot of locks then it's like a master key so he was basically saying that the guy that that guy that goes around is like sort of like a master key and is god but a girl who sleeps with a lot of guys is like a lock which is like weak and really bad that pissed me off so much only because well I didn't that on its own is just so irritating because some young kid is going to read that like a young boy and he's going to go around saying it to other people like well yeah I can be a master key but you're just a bad lock you know yeah like most of the um, men's you know like um, ideologies of women do start at a young age and like how they act as well because you know children are very impressionable so like the phrase um boys, boys will be boys like that's a very it's a not very healthy way to teach your children because mm. that's just like boys will be boys just so you know pushing responsibility off of that child just because he's a boy and then on the like the flip side um girls are taught are like taught of how to deal with that rather than you know teaching and your um, son how to behave schools do encourage that sort of they're like well, girls have all these rules that they have to follow with dress codes because it's distracting. Yeah. And it's like, you can't keep doing that. Girls can't be responsible for boys not being taught any better. It's like, no, well, your dress is too short. You can't be showing your ankles. You can't be doing this. You can't be doing that. And if if the place where you're meant to go to learn is encouraging these standards, then young kids aren't going to learn any better and they are just going to grow up with those values. So like that argument with like, you know, male teachers there um they there was this one school I, was, I don't know who was talking about i think it was someone in the lag they were talking about it and they were saying how a um how one of their teachers complained to the head or the principal of the school saying that um women have to um girls at rmp have to stop wearing like you know tights and like leggings and stuff because because like the male teachers are getting distracted by them and it's just like if you're getting distracted by 12 13 15 year old girls wearing leggings you shouldn't be a teacher I'm but rather than you know firing him mm-hmm. they just you know made them made the girls you know change the dress code which I just it's just that's what you've been saying yeah honestly that keeps me up at night at this point knowing that a lot of kids attend this school and no one's doing anything about the teacher it's just gonna go ignored and it's just putting so many kids at risk if a teacher says that to a principal and the principal instead of going around no, you can't be saying that about students. You can't be a teacher. They've gone and said, you know what? Let's change the girls' uniforms. Like it's unfair towards our teachers. That is ridiculous. And that's that makes me so angry. I think what's interesting to think is, is like women or like girls just have to easily conform to all of like the rules that are put in place. But like, say if this was said to like a boy, it, it'd be ludicrous essentially. Like that's how, the feeling that would be like felt by most people. But like, I think it links with also with like the Sarah Everard case where I think it was um, one of like the MPs, like Baroness, I'm not sure what her name is, um, like, pro- like didn't necessarily like propose, but was mentioned in like parliament that, oh, boys should have a 6 p.m. curfew. And I think a lot of people were like, a lot of like boys that I know were like, that's, that's ludicrous. Like you can't put that sort of, like you can't box being sort of like that. But without understanding the fact that this is what girls have to do just because society says so. Like, for us just to be safe, just to, like, go on a walk, we can't leave our houses after it goes dark, which is normally 6pm. 
And it's interesting to see people's reactions to that from just that and not understanding the context of the situation. They're like, we, or you can't make me do that. But that's what women have to go through. You know, like talking like about the numbers that have come out recently about saying how it's 3% away from being every woman. Um, so a lot of, like I asked a lot of people at college how they felt about it. And a lot of said while talking to their parents about it, who are obviously like, they, they weren't in a, age where it was being talked about a lot they said well no that can't be true it's not that much and then the children have gone to their parents and said well no I get caught catcalled like every day and the parents have just sort of like you know to know that your kid is experiencing it and you come from an age where they didn't talk about it a lot it's like now like everyone needs to start talking about it it's not just our generation the parents needs to get involved the teachers need to get involved and everyone just needs to come in an understanding that it is bad like it's really bad and I think for me, the worst part is I look a lot younger than I am. So most of the time when I'm walking around, I look like 12. And the fact that some people still sexualize me, it's so disgusting. And okay, it'd, it'd be bad if I was like 18 or whatever anyways. But to know that it's happening to pretty much like a 12 year old is what makes me so mad. And the fact these kids, these people have kids at home and it's like, you're here sexualizing someone else's kids but the same could be happening to your kids and then you wouldn't be okay with it. Yeah, like I saw like a really powerful video where it's like about the Sarah Everard case. So it's like, oh, what was she wearing? And it was like a bunch of clothes, like clothing items of, um, so you have like, I'm sorry, I don't know. Do you know like the, um, I'm sorry, I don't know what it is, what it's called. But do you know like the full, like the um, the full clothing that um, Muslim women wear? Where it's like, you got the hijab and you got the rest of the clothing that covers her complete, like, her body completely it's like that and it's like a um like a young girl's swimming outfit you know it's just jeans and a t-shirt and stuff like that and these are all like clothing that um girls and women wear when they have been sexually assaulted so it's it's not a matter of fact of like what was she wearing what were they wearing it's a matter of fact of like it is the man's fault and we need to like start teaching boys and men how to mm-hmm. act around women and how, what like and what is appropriate and what isn't I don't understand what they gain out of it like that's all I want to know like what do they gain out of like making comments toward a woman who's walking past because you know I'm not going to turn around and start giving them attention I just I honestly just want to know what goes through their heads when they say stuff like that especially to someone who is a lot younger because I can't see what they gain out of it it's sad to see like when like women do stand up for themselves they just get sort of get laughed at by them mm-hmm. and it's like it really infuriates me because I'm like I don't think you understand how like your actions make other people feel and now you think it's a joke get quite angry and then they have like the audacity to turn around and be like well no you're stigmatizing us you're doing this it's like the thing with builders right like everyone is uncomfortable to walk past builders that's not just randomly in women's heads there's been stuff that's happened that women are scared to walk past a bunch of builders because they do sexualize women a lot and it's like, yeah, there are like builders who don't really care, but then the people who do do it, they give you like a bad name, if that makes sense. It's like the same with not all it's men. Like, what you're saying is like the wasp analogy, where it's like you go up to a group of wasps, you know not all of them are going to sting you, but you're scared to go over there because you know one of them will sting you. Mm-hmm. It's like, so it's that kind of analogy. And it's like, yeah. It's not always like catcalling that makes women uncomfortable. Like... Um, if like a guy looks at you and then gets his friend's attention and they both just start staring at you that is enough to make someone uncomfortable because then you're just like 
one, I'm too insecure for that, okay? My head is immediately like, do I have bird poo on me? Like, am I okay? <laughs> and two, it just makes you really uncomfortable because you don't know what they're thinking in their head, especially when they're just sort of like smirking at you and you're like, this could be a problem. And then you have to be really conscious about which way you walk home. How, like, do you call a friend? What do you do in that situation? Yeah, it's really weird to think because um, like with me and my friendship group, since we're like younger, like year eight, year nine, I've always texted them, text when you get home. Or like, or we, like, whenever we split off to walk home, we'd call each other. And it's like, I didn't really think about it until all of this came about. But it was because there was the possibility. And you wouldn't think that, like, a school kid walking home, like, is necessarily going to get, like, sexually harassed. But the possibility, like, of it happening, I think it's, a, like, a lot more than what people think or think, people are willing yeah. to accept. Like, um... This is like something that happened to me a while ago. And we just sort of laugh about it. Like I turned it into a joke, but I, I remember like how scared I was in that moment. Basically, I had like a meeting and it finished quite late. So I was walking home around like nine-ish and I was so scared. And usually one of my friends calls me when I walk home like that because the last bus to my house is at eight. Um, but she, I think she like fell asleep and she didn't get a chance to call me or something. And I remember I was so scared, especially walking under that, near the train station under that tunnel bit. And I had to like, I had to like fake a call. So I pretended I was on the phone and I did that the whole way home. And I was so scared. Like someone would walk past me and I'd like speak loud, like speak loudly on purpose. And now it's just a joke, like, haha, I like spoke to myself for an hour. But if you think about it, that the fear I felt in that moment is something people experience on a daily. And it's like, that's unfair. Why do we have to live in fear? when people just aren't taught that. Talking about, you know, feeling safe and calling your friends, there was this bit of a controversy with this app. I think it was called like Walk Safety or something like that. And um, people realized that they were selling the information to sex traffickers. So they were sending like your location to people who like traffic women for like sex and stuff like that. And the fact that some people would take advantage of a whole situation that's like, you know, the sparked conversations all over the country and someone's took advantage of the fact that women aren't feeling safe is just kind of really disgusting to me. That makes me, it's always like that as well. It's like, there's like so many promises of, hey, this is meant to keep you safe. This is meant to keep you safe. But it's always those things that hurt the most as well. If that yeah. makes sense. Like those are the most harmful. It's like how most of like sexually assaulted and like rape cases are people that you know. So there's like so much of this, like you can't feel safe anywhere. You know, you're like at risk everywhere you go. I think it's like, it's interesting to think because I saw this thing on um, TikTok and it was like, um, yeah, like you, you're friends with them, but would you leave them? Like, would you leave that person with your sister? So it's like, I'm really fortunate in the fact that my friendship group, I would feel safe around all of them. But there's like friends that are like, I'm friends with, but I wouldn't necessarily like trust them to like after my sister type thing because of the possibilities of stuff happening which is really weird to think about and it makes you feel like are you even safe around these people and I feel like a lot of like a lot of people that were like sexually assaulted and stuff it's sad to think that it was from people they trusted and that like when are you actually ever safe Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so sad because um I was reading this thing a while ago and this woman was talking about how she would never leave her daughter in like daycare or in care with a family member and people were like yeah but that's your family and she's like just because they're family doesn't mean that they won't hurt my daughter you know and 
the fact that women are having to go to like such extreme lengths to just make sure their kids are safe makes me like so sad because you know you are meant to trust your family your family's meant to be there for you but we live in a society where we can't guarantee anything so the friendship group as well i've heard some really disgusting stories about family members there was this one family i'm i'm sorry that i can't like give a source because i don't i don't remember exactly where i got it from there was this one family where um all of the daughters they would get sexually like assaulted by the uncles and and one like the mother found out and rather than being you know a supportive mother she was like well that's like what that's what they want so you might as well give it to them rather than protecting them the like their mother protecting their daughters the mother decided to protect his brother or her brother sorry and it's just like what what are women supposed to do when that support net like your family or like people that you're close to what are women supposed to do when you can't rely on them like what because there's not really like anything else you can do because like if i if i was in that situation i would feel trapped and I, I wouldn't know what to do yeah i think that's um i think that's the reason why a lot of women like don't report it because i think it's a lot of them feel that oh if i don't mention it then you know like my world still stays the same it only just affects me is, and then also it's a sense of like if you do tell someone it becomes very much real in that moment and because someone else knows in, it becomes like because I don't know what it is but you when you speak about it to someone something that's affecting you becomes more real than what it was before even though it's the same thing that's happened yeah I think society just has a really poor attitude towards people who like talk about things like this it's like um Speaking culturally as well, in the Indian society, if you were to come out about and say like, hey, I was like sexually assaulted or I was raped, then you get the bad name. No one's turning around and saying, you know, like she's a survivor. She went through that and she's here to talk about it. People are like, yeah, well, like she's ruined her family name. She's done this. She's done that. It's like that's and most of this is coming from women. And that is like you are the one that's meant to be getting behind that woman and saying, we're with you. We're going to stop this. You can't just be like. Mm, well no she can't get married now it makes me so angry because people just can't come out and talk about stuff like this and instead of like out in like the man or like holding him like responsible it's more of I'll keep it hush like this is like a family matter. you don't mention it to anyone else mm-hmm. even though then that like the person that's done it has the capability of going and just doing it to anyone else I just the fact that I know a lot of women feel like this where they're like if I go out and talk about this, then I have to live with that label for the rest of my life. And it shouldn't be like that because you went through something horrible. You have to live with the trauma for the rest of your life. And on top of that, you shouldn't be having to live with the label. You shouldn't have people turning around, one, either just bad mouthing you because you came out about it and two, labeling you as a victim, labeling you as, oh no, the poor thing. Because most people come out of it and they're like, I, I went through so much, but I'm a survivor. I got through it. But society just labels you as like this victim who's now never been able to do anything in your life. You know that I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. But I know a lot of people don't come out about stuff like this because they're scared of what society's going to label them. Like um, stuff like sexual harassment is brushed off too easily because again, you have the argument where like a woman can say, "Oh, um, I've been sexually assaulted," or like "I've been raped," and then a man would be like, "Well, men get raped too," and it's just. Like, that counter-argument doesn't make sense because men are getting raped mostly by men as well. So it's just it's just weird to me that some, like, men try and, like, you know, 
discredit discredit like a woman's experience because mm-hmm. he like men experience the same thing it's just it's wild it really is I, I, don't I think it. it's also one of those things where it's like it's not that like it doesn't happen to you that's not the point but if you look at the percentage of it like more than like 90 percent it happens to women than men and it's, it's the same thing as like the racism like all mm-hmm. uh, lives matter black lives matter but no one is saying that it doesn't happen to you no one is taken away from that fact but the point is is that it happens more often than not to this certain group of people and it's and also it's the interesting thing of like say if a man had said it to uh, women that he got raped women would be like we're here to support you you know like we're here to help you whereas if it was the other way around women are more ridiculed which Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense because surely like it should be something bad that happens to everyone and everyone should have the same response and it's like when women do come out of like when women do say like this happened to me and they're sort of like really strong-headed about it they're like this happened to me I want to make sure it doesn't happen again to anyone and men just sort of like label them as like oh not the me too movement again and it's like until it gets sorted we are going to be part of this movement we're going to keep going on and on about it until you recognize the problem and it's like we're not even close to solving the problem because half the people aren't even recognizing there's a problem and to do with that I don't it, it was quite a while ago when on TikTok there were so many videos you could download when you got in like Ubers and stuff that was like someone pretending to be your friend and you were pretending you were on a face call like a video call with them and so many people saw that and liked it like haha I'm so glad you're doing this this is helping so many women but at that point you've got to realize this is a problem you know with women having to download videos and act like they're on a phone call there's an issue there they don't feel safe what's sad is also like on like them sort of videos them sort of posts especially with like this when the percentage came out um you see a lot of comments like oh only one percent more to go like how degrading of a person like are you to be like oh you know like this is a joke when it's not like women should feel safe to go anywhere they want Mm -hmm. and but I think it's because men have always been protected in society and stuff they think they can say whatever they want and like no no one will say anything back but I think like a lot more women are now talking back and you know standing their ground yeah and to do like people turning it into a joke there was like this video of this girl made and she was like if you really think that you only get raped and sexually assaulted because of what you're wearing this is what I wore when it happened to me and she like put a picture of her like a Disney dress and like some Disney like underwear and instead of just being like you know we're so sorry this is happening to you a lot of guys were like in the comments were like oh love the drip those are nice you know I was like imagine someone having the courage to come out pretty much the whole world saying this is what I wore when it happened to me and you turn around and say oh that's nice nice drip that made me so angry because it takes a lot of courage to get up and start talking about stuff like this and then when you just get shut down straight away it's like what's even the point and like it's I feel like it does just it stems a lot from media because when you like think about the male gaze a lot of like products are so sexualized and they use like women to sell products to men which is where this all like stems from like you know women are just there for our pleasure because that's what the media is making them think and then the female gaze is so stupid it's literally saying like women just want a rich man with money and it's like that's not true at all you you don't understand women but you're just putting out these false ideas that you're selling to everyone 
I think you also see that sort of thing in like the music industry so in the same way of like women always having to work like 50% harder than their male counterpart and the, you just see the difference in the way women are portrayed in like music videos and things compared to how men are and it's quite it's one of those things that I think a lot of people don't think about and like you don't notice because it's just sort of like the norm you expect it but I think the the narrative is sort of changing like I saw this thing that Youngblood had done um in one of his songs he um featured um I think it was a TikToker named Chloe and she wrote a song uh, like she wrote a verse about you know being empowered and you know women taking their ground I think a lot more of women's musical narrative is now that compared to like what used to sell because I think in like because I'm really invested in the music industry. If you look at the narrative of music in like previous years, it'd be all about sexualizing women, whereas now women are writing songs not to please other people, but for what they want to get across. You know, another thing I don't understand what that is, like at concerts and stuff, you see a lot of the times where like the person who's performing would just grab one of the backup dancers and it's just praised, right? It's like, oh, he did that. Like, oh my God, I wish I could be her. But in that moment, she didn't consent. And it's like people with big platforms just aren't being held accountable for the things they do. And it's like that that's another thing that I don't understand. It's like, hey, we'll cancel that person, but then they cancel them for like a day and they still have that platform. They can still continue doing what they've done all along. And, and going back to like you said with music as well, um this is something I noticed with like Indian music, like Punjabi music as well all the Punjabi male artists, they write the song from a female perspective. And I don't understand that because they were like, they write it from a female perspective saying the girl wants to get with the guy and the girl wants the guy, but none of them are just being like, I don't understand that. It's like no girl is going around saying, I want the guy, I want the guy, but you're writing all these songs that's just in your head. And then you're just making it sound like the girls are the only one that want the guys, you know? And they were like, yeah, you know, we're all gangster and all the girls want us and they write it from the girls' perspective. Another thing to do with women working like twice as hard to get sort of like the same as men is that even in lockdown, women are losing their jobs. So like more women are losing their jobs. I think it's like every one man that loses their job, two women loses theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's like one woman have always been mistreated by like workplaces because they get they get a lot of like hate about having to go on maternity leave or having to go on like parenting leave and stuff. And now lockdown is just giving people an excuse to just get rid of women in the workplace. And like talking about women standing up for themselves, I feel like it's been stigmatized a lot as well. Like there's this like toxic feminism that's around now, which is literally just giving such a bad name to what actual feminism is. Yeah, yeah like a lot extre- of people's view of feminism is more the extreme view when then like what actual true feminism is. Like true feminism is more equality for all, where I feel like a lot of people view feminism as like women just hate all men, which is not true. I don't I don't think people realise that feminism is for both men and women. Like it's obviously it's for women like more, but it is for men because it's like dismantling that the patriarchy and the toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And it's just trying to make everyone equal and on the same level. And even like even some men aren't equal to some other men. Say like a um, like a feminine man is not the same level as a um, you know, a, like a masculine straight white man. Mm-hmm. Do, like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's trying to make everyone equal and on the same level. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's what like, 
maybe yeah. some feminism is. To do like feminism as well, because at the same time, as much as like women are fighting for their rights, men are also fighting alongside women to just be treated the same, if that makes sense. So a lot of men who like generally like stay at home husbands, right? They get a lot of like hate from society because they're like, oh, well, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Your wife should be doing that. And those men need to also just stand up, you know? And be like, well, no, this is just how our household works. I feel like more men need to start standing up for women because at the end of the day, as a society, men are in that society too. And if you want change, everyone has to be involved. Mm-hmm. I don't think like some women re- like realise that we do we do need men to help make change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if if women were just trying to make like, yeah, the issue with women not supporting women is big. But at the same time, the more men that are supporting feminism, it'll influence other men to do it as well. Like I said, yeah. it is at the end of the day what you learn. So if like a big male artist was to come out and be like, I support women, I'm standing with women, then a lot of other men will stand up and be like, well, I'm standing with women as well. And like, like you said, if we, we're trying to change the society and men are part of the society, they need to change and they need to join the movement as well for there to be a change. I feel like men don't support feminism as much because if they say, I believe women should have rights and they should not be harassed, they'd be like, they'll be put down by other men and called like, for example, like a simp for respecting, you know, for having hum- like basic human dignity and like respect for women. I think and even the label like feminism has like stigma around it. So like if people are like, oh, you're a feminist, it's more, it's not one of those things of like, people don't think, oh, you know, you want equal rights. You're like, oh, you just hate everyone basically. You just mm-hmm. think that yeah, you should be like- higher. I remember like, um, I can't remember what I said, but I remember just walking into a lesson and I, said, I was sitting next to this guy and I said something about like men, being gross like as you know I'd, something had probably happened and I said it and he sort of turned around and went oh don't tell me you're a feminist and I was just there like what, what's that supposed to mean and that just shows that there's so much stigma and the moment people hear the word fem- like oh you're a feminist they just assume like you're that toxic person if that you're sense. like kill, like kill all men yeah mm-hmm. okay that was funny you know for a minute when everyone was going around like haha kill all men but then it got really toxic and people generally just started going by that. Like, oh, men are just for breeding purposes. Men are just for this. And it's like, no, we love men. We just hate boys. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> yeah. I think we just need to, like, as a society, we just need to stop downgrading, like, each other. And mm. I think the more uplifting that we can be, the more we're going to see change in things. Because no one's going to achieve anything by, like, diminishing someone else's, like, views per se mm-hmm. or like it's better to be like you're part of this you know no one is like putting hate towards you mm-hmm. it's just the situation you're in is more favored to you which it shouldn't be but if you're not helping our cause you're essentially against us and you have to go like once you say I stand with all women and I stand with all men and I want everyone to be equal it has to go like you have to show that as well like you said it's not just a trend don't just post a post on your story and be like yeah I stand with women and then go harass women on the street like this going with women as well I know so many women who are like yeah I love all women I think women are the coolest you know women are literally goddesses and whatnot but then they bully other women for not being conventionally beautiful which I don't Mm. understand because I know someone who's all like 
um, I love women and they make posts about women and they write like they do so much to do with women but then I've heard her say like the most horrible stuff about other women which I don't understand I'm like how can you have a whole campaign about you supporting women and your business supporting women but then you are saying all this other stuff about other women when they're just trying to just get by in life as well I think it's very yeah. evident as well but looking on like say after Sarah Everard things you see a lot of females posting about the obviously what happened and posting more support and I think the women always have felt more comfortable doing that but you rarely ever see like like my male friends like you rarely ever see them post it and it's not that like the fact that they don't support it but I think a lot of it is well yeah I know you support it but why aren't you vocal about it like why why does this need to be a hidden thing yeah yeah we need to like start calling out like men and trying like you know make them do more because for example like you got stuff like locker room talk, which you know, which um supports you know rape culture and stuff like that. And if we're gonna start anywhere, we should start like at the small things, mm-hmm. like in the small little comments. Because as a society, as we're moving forward, and as like you know Gen Z is growing bigger, and yeah, and we're like we're progressing forward as a society. We are becoming more tolerant. I feel like we need to become even more tolerant mm-hmm. before we can you know start fighting for equal rights. And, you know, like, talking with starting, like, small stuff. So, like, dark humour, right? A lot of people make yeah. jokes about, like, rape jokes, but they don't understand that when you're making that joke in a group of people, someone in that group could have gone through it, and then they have to just, yeah. like, sit there acting like it's funny, and if they don't, they get labelled as, like, a snowflake, like, oh, it's just dark humour, like, why aren't you finding it funny? And another thing to do, like stereotypes as well there's still like so many stereotypes that women experience it's like well no you belong in the kitchen it's like even in today's age I've heard that so many times or well women can't play video games or women can't do this and it's just hearing that all the time like it's like irritating and second of all it just gets tiring hearing it every day I feel genuine pity for someone who thinks someone can't do something based on their genitalia Mm -hmm. it's like it, it boggles my mind of how what goes through your what goes like through your heads when you think that like what like we have that we have the same fingers hands like arms the only difference is that women can give birth and men can't really mm-hmm. like yeah. men produce like different hormones and even then like men are a mutation like we're, like like as a species as humans women like female is our default sex mm-hmm I don't think like a lot of people realize that because in three million years, men won't exist, and it's like I don't know how you how men can think that there's a superior, they're superior like they're like better than women, when they they're not going to exist in three million years. It's like it doesn't make sense in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think it's also that women get discouraged from like doing things that are male dominated. Like I for me because I wanted to go into a sector that was very like male dominated. Whenever I would go to like open evenings and things. I had a lot of comments of, oh, you do know that it's a very male-dominated, like, I don't know what it's called, but, like, it's very male-dominated, like, even the subjects, mm-hmm. like, in school, I'd be one out of a couple of girls in my classes, and it's, I think it's already the pre-empting of, like, oh, you will be the only one in the lessons, or, like, oh, you'll be the only one in a workforce, and that sort of, like, assumption that just because I'll be the only one, I can't do it, or, the assumption of just because I'm a girl and there's like I won't be able to stand my ground if that makes sense Mm -hmm. it's almost like people don't want to recognize that it is sort of like getting to a point where there are more females in the field as well like 
we were talking I'm pretty sure we were talking about in a meeting as well where psychology is like it's mostly female dominated but most of the famous psychologists are men and the psychologists yeah. we learn about are men so it's like you know at that point you there's another problem where there's so many females but only male psychologists are being recognized for being good having good studies and stuff and it's like the yeah. when you when you're a girl in a group that is mostly male dumb and it's just like oh yeah she's part of the boys club or like she's one of the boys I'm like no I'm not one of the boys I'm a girl and I'm just here and I'm doing what I want to do just like women can't be part of a sector that's mostly male dominated and just be a woman they need to be like one of the boys or she's part of the boys club and that's just something that really gets me and going back to the stereotypes as well really quickly schools encourage that in a sense as well because teachers always like come into classrooms and they're always like can I get a boy to help me like lift these really heavy stuff yeah like I need I need any like I need a strong boy to help me carry these textbooks back to the workroom mm-hmm. I know what you mean yeah when a teacher sort of like walks into a classroom and is like, I need a strong boy, it's like, what about the girls? We that- had a teacher like that. It like I think um he asked one of my friends to take like a box of box down somewhere. And then he was after he said it, he was like, Oh wait, like you're a girl, like you can't carry it. And like I for like every girl that was sat in that room, we were all really, really annoyed. And like we were quite proud of my friend because she literally just got the box and just left. And and we <laughs> We all sat there like, how can you say that? Just like based like based on the fact that I'm a girl, oh, I can't carry these books down to like that. And also he was in a teaching position. Like mm-hmm. instead of like downgrading when we were meant to be empowering us to do whatever we want in our futures. Mm-hmm. Like me, like fair enough, men are like, you know, naturally stronger because they do produce more testosterone, like like they can gain muscle mass easy like more easily. Mm-hmm. But there are hundreds, thousands, like hundreds of thousands of women that are stronger than men. And it's like, it's not all women are, like, you know, weaker physically than men. And even um, I think women are more powerful than men anyway, like, you know, just in general. If you're, like, at a young age, right, if if you as a teacher is putting in a woman's head, like, well, no, you can't do this, or, well, he's going to be stronger than you because he's a guy, then women are going to grow up with that sort of, like, thing in their head until they learn. Like, sometimes when I look back at when I was younger, I wish I'd known that, you know who I am and how strong I am like mentally and emotionally if that makes sense but women will never get to like have that because they'll always be told no you're weak or like oh no you can't watch scary movies or no like oh my god she cries when she watches movie and all that stereotypes you constantly have to grow up with and you know if that makes like someone yeah no like gen- like gender mm-hmm. is a social construct and it's like teaching us how to behave based on what sex we were born mm-hmm. in it's just it's ridiculous it took me a long time to develop a voice and now that I have, I'm not going to be silent. Madeleine Albright. As a woman, in many situations, I felt like my voice was invalid and I wasn't being listened to. Now, I, we will not be silent until the problem is recognised and solved. I raise up my voice, not so that I can shout, but so that others without a voice can be heard. We cannot succeed when half of us are held back. Malala Yousafzai. Thank you for listening to our podcast where, and we hope you've enjoyed it. There should be another one coming out next month, usually on the 1st. And if you want to learn more about empowering women or just topics and how you can do more to help this, our society, check the description for our link tree with all of our social medias. They usually just change the 
And yeah, thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay, that was great.